Welcome to the Anite Podcast, episode 11. We're recording on the 1st of March, 2015. As always, I'm your host, Ken. We have here David. Hey. Kevin. Hello. That was dramatic. And our... <laughs> I know, right? I was like, I didn't know if I was lagging myself. And our guest, uh, Michael, who's back hey. again with us after a fair few months. Yeah, I think like six months. Uh, welcome back. It's great to have you. Thanks. First recurring member on the uh, podcast as well. I'll carry the distinction with honor. Mm. Mm. Yes, and you better do it well because we are not biggest in Japan right now. Yeah, we are sadly... (laughs) Sadly, (laughs) Richard will not be joining us for this episode, but we will will march on. The show must go on. Well, it's funny. I think last time I was on, Kevin wasn't here, so... Uh, You're the the, uh, pinch hitter for us. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go to substitution. And obviously, we uh, were well acquainted from last time with your uh, top three. But if you would like, just to give a refresher to most people here who might be listening to Brandy or might have missed your episode on your top three anime, if you can remember <laughs> them. That's if they've not changed as well. Um, I'm pretty sure they've changed just because, you know, with the whole only having watched anime for a short period of time, that list is pretty flexible for a while. Yeah, well, humans uh, are fickle creatures anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know. I think... Off the top of my head, if I were to say my three favorite shows at this point, and if I thought about it for a long time, they might be different, I would still say Sword Art Online. You know, I mean, I, that was the starter, and I know that there were things wrong with it, but it doesn't matter. I love it. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> um, and then probably my teenage romantic comedy snafu would be one of them now. Yes. <laughs> so, and then I am going to go out on a limb and say that Your Lie in April will be up there as well by the time it's finished because it's pretty much there right now. So as long as it doesn't butcher everything, it which will. We'll, which we might get into later on. So yeah. in this episode, <laughs> where us four will be discussing Log Horizon, the second part, uh, which, are, which is, well, this is the second core now, I believe, right? Yep. This yeah. Is, yeah. Yes. Uh, then Seikano, which I've completely forgotten now the full title, but I'm sure. How How to raise a boy how to girlfriend. Raise a boring boy. Yeah. Oh, I thought going to cover me in the Japanese English, but oh, yeah, that's fine. I don't That'll know. work. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, that's Sinai the full Kaiten English. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your line: April and Tokyo Ghoul, and we'll start off with Log Horizon Two, Season Two, in the second core. Right, so as if you're watching this series, you'll know that this is the continuation of season one, and essentially we have now it's we follow. I think essentially at this point we're following the group of new guild members or the lower level guild members in Log Horizon, and then they leave Akibuhara on a new quest, and then the idea is that whatever happens in that quest has major implications for the rest of the game or their reality in this sense and obviously this is the series about people who well, i think japanese gamers who suddenly just got stuck into a mmo game well, and well they realize part part of it stuff is happens. part part of it's that it's worldwide it's just that you can only find the people oh, in yeah, japan the because yeah. you're on an <laughs> island yamato <laughs> yeah yeah i'm assuming we i think we have met european players although we met chinese players haven't we uh, well, we've I met. We don't guilt. ask me. I I haven't seen like the past ten episodes because it got so boring. So uh, I'm pretty much in the. I'm pretty something. much in the same boat as Rock. But I was pretty sure. Uh, aren't we fall? Isn't the second core kind of getting into uh, what's her name? Uh, she's like. The she's kind of like of Shiro's old group. Yeah. Uh, what was it called? Uh, oh, uh, I don't the debauchery the leader, tea party. The leader of the tea party. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. anything, she just had a cameo. I, I'm actually like one episode behind, and she only had a cameo, and that's it. Okay. Well, actually, if anything, they're trying to develop this well, other well, uh, faction. 
the one with the you know the uh, the cliffhanger well not cliffhanger the the last quote unquote villain we saw at the end of season two, one the one yeah, the yeah. cat lady they're trying to develop her faction and her character at this stage okay which is you know episode I think sixteen in yeah <laughs> so it's yeah. good they've, they've they've clocked in there. Yeah, so, but uh, obviously pointed out. But yeah, oh, Nanami, sorry. Nanami or whatever, she isn't in Japan. That's part of it. She's yeah. she's somewhere else in the world, and that's she's like her whole thing's kind of like a side story in the light novels. Apparently, I haven't read the light novels yet, but apparently, she's kind of like a, has a side story where she's trying to get back to Japan. It's her journey, sort of thing. I was expecting that we'd see a little bit of that in the second season, but it doesn't sound like it. Oh, well. No, there, there literally was a moment where you just see her, see how she's doing, and then it just switches back to to the uh, to back to Locker Rise. It's like, oh, okay, I guess I guess that happened. Okay, um, so we put her in the opening for nothing, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, so obviously, from the I mean, from the sounds of it, not about half of us haven't really kept up with it, and you've and you're saying that it's reasonably boring. The stage. first, the it's first a core mess. had a lot of problems. <laughs> right. Okay. Harsh. All right. I mean, expand. Might as well expand. Well, there's a couple. There's a couple of things you can point out immediately, and one of them is the slide in animation. Now, you can say that the first one had kind of like a low quality look to it, but it also, you know, is very uniform, and it kind of grew into its own with its animation style. And then Studio Dean came in. And, yeah, we've got a different art style, and uh, it shows through a lot, and I think people haven't liked that I, I as would, much. I would actually argue that. I, it's not that different. I, I honestly, if, if anything, it's just if it just feels a lot blurrier, but not in the sense that it's lower quality. It's just some of the colors might have been... I think it, glo- it, 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 it glosses it's, but, it a lot more. But in, but in the end, like it's rather than, than complaining about animation of the show. I mean, obviously you could argue, you know, that's yeah, yeah. one of the aspects why we watch it. But it's not. I don't think it detracts from the actual adaptation of the story, which is because obviously they still adapt. This is an adaptation of a light novel, so Cer- certainly not. So far, it's not. I wouldn't say that if you can play, you can't really point out the animation because if any, it's like uh, I, I guess one of the best examples is Minami K. That changed that that series changed over studio four times and still did pretty well. I mean, you don't you don't get a series that get reproduced you know four times uh, and it gets handed over, right? And so in, in the case of Lock Horizon two, I've it's not that bad. I've seen I've it's not that bad at all, really. I feel. I mean, uh, in terms of Minami Kenya, where one character actually looks completely different, but uh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I really don't feel it's that much different. It's 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 a marginal difference. Like obviously you notice it, but it's never enough to like make you think, "Oh my god, I'm watching an entirely new show." You know? Yeah, I'm not too pick. I'm not too picky on animation, to be honest. Like if it's as long as it doesn't like make me want to shut my eyes, or it's not like blindingly brilliant. Then I don't really think a whole lot of it while I'm watching the show. Yeah, and so as long as it's not jiggly jiggly heaven, you don't pay attention to it. Or as long as it's not unlimited budget works, <laughs> you don't pay attention to it. That's yeah, that's that's a really good way to put it, actually. <laughs> but but yeah, anyway, so past past the animation issue, past then, past Studio Dean, then there was also the fact that I mean, the first that... arc was rough, to put it lightly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first arc was so. The, you know, it's yeah. it started it started <laughs> off well enough. They're like, you know, I've got to go and we've got to do this raid and stuff, and you know, there's a whole bunch of socio-economic, political weirdness going on. Apparently, there was debt in Akiba. Ak- ah, you know what I'm talking about, the city. And yeah. Uh, Akiba, yeah. I, to- I totally. Yeah. 
All right. You got that. You totally nailed it. Yeah, go on. Shut, shut up. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was like debt in there, and there was all this economic, ooh, maybe they were going to do something. And then the the raid takes, you know, many episodes, and then there's this side plot with uh, basically all of the characters back in Akibara. Yeah, I, I, it, you're definitely right saying it's probably really fragmented. Like, we had the arc, like we had Shiro doing the raid, mm-hmm. then we had the Akihabara murderer, suppose so to speak, Yeah, and then we had uh, Krusty defending the line against goblins. Yep. And it was just like, I, it's, while it's not too hard to follow, to dif- uh, no, sorry, too hard to follow, it, w- it didn't really f- match with anything going on, because there were three separate incidents, and while I guess you could call it more world building, a lot of it probably just seemed a lot of fluff pieces, you know, just extra time. Well, you see, I think it was fluff. It wasn't world building. I didn't learn anything more about the world. and Well, you didn't learn anything. Nothing happened. Yeah, really. It was boring. Nothing happened. Nothing was happening that (laughs) had any effect on anything. I think that the worst part, and the part when when it finally hit me, that this is just so boring, was, I think it was like episode 10, when um, the guild leader for Silver Sword, like William, Massachusetts, oh, yeah. like, he, he literally gives a speech for the entire episode. The entire episode <laughs> is him thinking to himself and talking out loud. The entire time. No one moves mm. at all. Well, no, I'm sorry. He, he's sitting down and he stands up. That's the only. That's literally the only like physical action that uh, happens in uh, that entire episode. Are you sure you're not oh, describing should... Evangelion twenty four? Okay. Uh, I do. I did. Oh, I thought you were going to point out the episode where I think it was the episode prior when Shiro first experienced death in in uh, that, Long I mean, Karate, that, that Long one Karate? was kind of bad too. Oh, but... no, Elder Tales. Sorry, and then they spent like the like half an episode in silence. Because yeah. they're in that, like, you know, limbo. <laughs> but, but the... I mean, that was annoying, but I sort of felt like they were at least trying to do something. I don't know. I just, when someone just gives a speech for 25 minutes and it's not like a conference and your teacher is talking to you in real life or something, I'm like, why am I watching this for entertainment? Mm. Yeah, I uh, think uh. I think Rock nailed it. I think Kevin nailed it when he said that nothing happened. Basically, when you when you watch a show like this, you know, there's something to be said for there being like a lot of different stories going on and learning a lot. But this isn't one of those kind of shows. This is one of those kind of shows where you expect there to be a plot. You expect Shiro to be off doing this raid to get the money to save Akibara. You expect the people in Akibara to be doing something to help him do that. Or, you know, it all has to kind of tie together and that didn't happen. It all is just everywhere. Mm, it's yeah. If anything, it's actually now cruel to, a, 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 you know... A really slow pace. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I think in the second arc, I didn't because uh, you're you're reasonably up to it, aren't you, Michael? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm a couple weeks behind, but I'm yeah. closer than the rest but, of them. Uh, don't worry, I haven't really missed much. If like <laughs> we we actually we I don't know if you remember the one of the side characters Isuzu, the the, music, the musician yeah. and that the younger. Yeah. We have to go through her arc because apparently she means she she has tangible assets to provide for the story. So um. Uh... <laughs> so yeah, what? It, it's still why <laughs> don't, we we don't know. I mean, it, it kind of like obviously with Lock Horizon, they're gonna definitely they're gonna try and pull this stuff on us all the time. They're gonna go. We're gonna have flashbacks of people's previous lives. I mean, this is definitely gonna happen. I think it definitely seems to be going that way at the moment, considering with the latest arc uh, yeah. concerning uh, I forgot what the faction's called, but yeah, it it, it it's it's really slow and it sometimes can be a struggle to watch when trying to be attentive to it. 
Yeah. 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 It's really a shame, too, because season one was so great. It really was. Every episode was used to develop the world, to get you interested in the social economic issues, and then nothing. Yeah. Just, ah. I mean, even the the economics in this one, it's more kind of like magic, because they're like, we're running out of money, okay? (laughs) Okay, there's a giant bolt with money. Yeah. Sure, holy crap! Deus Ex Machina, Deus Ex Machina raiding, and Deus Machina law talk. Remember, I don't know if you've seen, I don't know if you guys caught the episode where Krusty disappears due to the yeah. law, and then they don't actually ever go back to it, and it's just they just kind of like gloss over. It's like, where's Krusty? I don't know. He's still on the front lines. Okay, carries on story. It's like no one's told them that he's disappeared. Like he's he's straight up spirited away sort of style. You know, he's straight up gone, and no one's like. You know, try to use the in-game communication to say, "Yeah, we lost Krusty. He, he's dead now, dude. We, we don't know where he's gone." No, none <laughs> well, of that. I, th- I think. Over. I think. In fairness, I think that, um, like the lady, whoever, you know, his like assistant that had the sword that did oh, yeah, whatever yeah. and like ate ate him. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> he, he, she. I remember she came back like a couple episodes later, and then she told like his combat instructor person that he had at the city. And they were like, oh, no, he's gone. And then they, like, mourned for five minutes, and then I haven't heard from it since. So. Wait, they actually mourn? I must have well, missed that Well, I episode. mean, it, it was more, well, they didn't have, like, a funeral. I just mean, like, the one, the um, trainer lady, when she found out, she was, like, really distressed for a few minutes. No, I better. <laughs> <laughs> so no, not not even a funeral. Not even, but... So, I, I, so do you guys think it's a problem that Lockerizer might have played its cards too fast in this first first season or to its first season showing? I think that this was... I think this season was a solid cash grab. Oh, yeah, then... I'm pretty sure it was too. I'm, I bet it I bet it hasn't costed them very much relative to most other anime productions to make this second season. Well, I think I think mm. part of the red flag was that they went from sa- from satellite to Studio Dean. It's like why would you jump a studio when the studio did such a good job? Oh, they yeah. probably offered them less money. Hmm, <laughs> maybe. We'll, we'll never know till. Or maybe, or maybe satellites works. gearing up for their big, uh, you know, Macross thing. I don't know, but yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, I, it, they do try to replay some of the uh, things they've done by keep introducing, like, uh, what's it, secret arts, the idea that there are skills only obtain without, you know, like, that aren't in the game public knowledge-wise. Yeah. You know? They, they are trying to keep playing the same card of trying to expand the world and the lore, and it does seem like you, you're basically seeing the same thing twice after a while. Yeah. Yeah, I will say, and one thing I'm surprised we haven't mentioned yet was um, Super Angsty Akutsuki. I, <laughs> yeah, I called it Angst Horizon for a while. Yeah. <laughs> That, that was I mean that bad. that pretty much defined like that middle part of the first of the first core when she was you know like having this whole inner thing I inner th- inner thing I don't know I I didn't like it it was boring she she was uh, having a lot of inner it, conflict about oh no yeah. I'm not useful to Shiro and we're like <coughs> you're a fucking level ninja 80, <laughs> level yeah. eighty seven ninja you're you're pretty high level I'd say. But that that definitely I mean, yeah I think the, the whole problem with the first arc is it dragged too, way too long and yeah. nothing was more or less achieved. It, it focused it focused um, on all the wrong things. The mm. yeah. And I think they could have done it in probably half the time if they didn't like I that whole speech with William was just so unnecessary. Like I I could have I'm pretty sure it could have been possible to do in about two minutes 
instead of having all this internal monologue before like every sentence that he said it, it was it was just so boring i wanted to turn it off when i was watching that episode but i saw the whole thing but no his name's william massachusetts you know they've painted they've put they bothered to flesh out this character once <laughs> they, they've given him an actual name that might be rememberable you're thinking wait a minute william massachusetts i can remember this he must mean something he's clear he's of clear it importance means he's, it, it means he's going to declare independence now <laughs> yeah. And he did because he le- he left to go to um, like what was it Susukino or something like that the other city. Yeah, he decided Boom, to foreshadowing the round, the round table. <laughs> yeah, uh, that turned out well for him in the end anyway. It always does. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. So Log Horizon, it, look, it feels like it it focused on all the wrong things. It really did. And I have, I'm not up to date, I'm back on like episode 10 or 11, I can't remember which, maybe it's even farther mm. back than that, but point is, yeah, Angst Horizon, all the jokes that we made about it, they're pretty valid, it's not much to look at, but you know, maybe, maybe these final episodes, maybe, maybe. No. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess what we can be thankful that we had a decent first season and then second season. Yeah. Maybe in the end we get we get something because to be fair, they introduced some really fun characters and interesting well, characters, but just never got around to it. So so will I. I mean, it is kind I, of. I mean, popular. I don't know what the sales figure were like, but the light novels honestly, do pretty well, but that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that the anime is going to keep going if it does badly. Yeah. Well, I know that the, I think. Well, at the very least, and this is like no indicator whatsoever, but it's usually pretty popular on the Crunchyroll feed. So, yeah, uh, sadly, sadly, we're not the uh, the main target audience, unfortunately. Yeah. So, <laughs> you well, that, that's just like the first. That's the only yeah. way I can judge it because I don't know anything else. But <laughs> well, there's yeah, we'll DVD. We'll be we'll figures. be seeing the Blu-ray and DVD sales sooner or later here out of Japan. So. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see the stalker figures eventually from Amazon come out at least. That's a general, yeah. general good uh, mm-hmm. idea. But that's Lock Horizon 2. Uh, sadly, not doesn't live up to season 1. No. The, the uh, label on the tin. The can in this case. Yeah. Right. Ha, huh, it's a shame, really. It's a real shame. But it does lead us to one of the newer series that seems to garner a lot of positive reception, mm-hmm. which is Seikano. Always. Um, David, would you like to... I introduced the series for us? Uh, but of course, because I always have the fun show every season. You know. Clearly, clearly. Yeah, he, it's a good thing you got yeah. assigned it. Anyway, Saikano <laughs> is, of course, as you wrote it You wrote it during the uh, collab, didn't you, Proton? Or was I did. it? Yes, you did. And you no, described yeah, it as exactly what it looks like, and people got mad at you. And I'm going to say, it's exactly what it looks like, and that's what it's exactly trying to look like. Okay, get over it, people. Yeah. <laughs> I know they got so. I I was. It was sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it, yeah. It's, it's a romantic. <laughs> it's a romantic comedy harem show that is on the famed. Uh, how do you say it? Not Notamina block. I don't remember. It's, it's animation. It's backwards. animation backwards. Yeah. yeah Notamina. Notamina is more. <laughs> I said. I, I just don't know how you say it. That's the point. Anyway. That's, yeah. It's on the fine. famed Notamina. 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 Like Who cares? Notamina block. I don't know. Which it means that it's going to yeah. be awesome, <laughs> and it is awesome because it is a gigantic parody on visual novels, dating sims, romantic comedies, harems, and pretty much everything. Missed anything so far? Like. Um, Ariri's the, the best girl. The... Okay, I'm gonna dispute <laughs> that. Here we go. Uta is the best this girl, is, okay? The first... This is the gang we're yeah. for. So... Yes. Episode 0 started off with a, a, um, with a hot springs episode, 
that was discussing yeah. about fans. Yes. It was yeah. the greatest yeah. thing ever. That's the best opening I've ever seen. They're just sitting there talking about, is this fan service necessary? Yes. Yeah, it, well, it was literally like, they're like, ah, oh, modern day anime is just being ruined by all the insane fan service. Mm-hmm. I know. And then they're sitting there in the bath naked. <laughs> yeah, and sensor steam required, of course. Yeah, well, and and the best part was, was then Tomoya so is like listening in, and then but the reason that he's upset is because they're talking about like the visual novel they're making without him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was that was funny. Yeah. So yeah, without further ado, the show is of course, like they said, about the male character Tomoya, and he is just a, uh, I guess you could say, an otaku school student, just like they always are. And what he wants to do is, he, one day he gets the inspiration to make the best dating sim ever. So, he decides to get up together a team, which includes some very nice-looking girls from all around the school, who include the childhood friend who draws H novels, oh my, uh, a young novelist who he reads the doujins of, basically, the novels of, and... Uh, Completely plain girl. Well, they're actually published, right? I think, yeah. yeah she I is think, published. They're published. I think her most. I thought she was a light novel writer. Legit, her her most recent ones yeah, are published, yeah, but I don't know. I think her first ones were doujins. Doesn't matter. Point anyway, here is. Yeah, she's a writer, yeah. <laughs> she's a writer and she is published, I'm sorry. Um, and of course, we have uh, the completely normal girl who basically this whole thing revolves around Megumi Kato. And. Just like the title says, it's about making a game out of the most boring person ever, but making it awesome. Except she's not really boring because uh, she's kind of like a normal person looking into the weird world of otaku and making fun of it every second she can. Yeah. And that's she's part of the joke. About everything. <laughs> she's like she's nothing like what you would expect out of a dating sim visual novel sort of thing, and that's kind of the yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. It's making a dating sim that's supposed to be like that out of someone who isn't. And it's awesome. So, I mean, what what kind of episodes we've had? We've had the Hot Springs episode where they went self-referential. We've had, uh, I think it was in the first episode, not the Zero, but the first one, where the main character, Tanamiya, starts going on a monologue about all of the characters, and then suddenly the yeah. uh, Uta goes, What are you doing? Nobody wants to listen to you do a long monologue about the characters. That's the most boring way to do it. It's just non-stop. And she's referring to like the writing, yeah. And, but it's yeah. It's good. It's it all makes sense in universe, but it all makes sense <laughs> out of universe. And a good that's the beauty of it. What what other fun stuff has been in it? Uh, you guys. Can the latest in. episode through a Kohayan. Yeah, oh yes, true. I haven't seen the latest one. I was meaning to watch no, that. Ma, yeah, no, I haven't seen the latest one. So <laughs> the, the episode before that with um, the whole hotel scene that was amusing. The hotel scene was amazing because <laughs> that so that's best girl right there. <laughs> that is best girl. Now, <clears throat> sadly, I am not on this board uh, on this train of uh, fun. I, I actually it's rare if you find it rare for me to dislike an anime like you you would struggle to find a list that i have for dislike uh, animes i don't really particularly enjoy now seikano while uh, it's there is like one tenth of it i kind of enjoy and and if, if anything that's just normal comedy and and the the quote-unquote meta humor for me is it's just not it's not. It's just. I mean, obviously, comedy's um subjective. But after watching 
after having what this is now probably like, probably eight years of this of this idea of a meta humor for me this is nothing new and it, it's just not funny because it's it's just, it feels for me out so outdated and, and so overused for me it's not new but it's still entertaining like that's, yeah, like i can watch that's the thing Go I, I feel like it's been done so many t- uh, done better and so many times everywhere else that for me it, it doesn't work now you know and it's I... just it, it plays on something that what well, is just essentially better but like uh, there's so much there's only so much you can take before it becomes for me obnoxious it's like great i'm now watching what seems to be a poor like i feel like this is when you do when you when there's a as when you like write meta humor it becomes that stage where i feel like it's just a poor level effort at creating comedy almost a stage at least with other shows they incorporate it and have another idea of it and then make it something completely new out of it in this case we've essentially have got nothing that i could i would say that's any further interesting or entertaining because of its level of meta humor they've been tried to incorporate and slam into me you know ham-fisted and it just doesn't work for me at all like you got the one or two occasional laugh i'll have but a lot of the times i find it more cringeworthy than it is funny when they produce these lines especially a lot of like the you know what you mentioned before the when they try to introduce all the new characters or talk about how hot springs episodes shouldn't include well then hot springs they talk about fan service and anime for me, it was just it just didn't work at all. I knew, you know, I nearly did a 360 and walked away from it. Well, 180 even and walked away from the show. So it it was that bad for me, really. I don't think it's trying to do anything new though. It's 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 a generic harem show that does it well. Like it does it well, even if it's not new. I still enjoy it, and I I've seen Love Hina and all that stuff. I've seen this done before, but I still enjoy it, and that's why it's. That's why people like it because it's done well. It doesn't have to be new to be good. I mean, how many action shonen shows have we had? They're nothing new. Mm. But, True, but yeah. like when the main purpose, like the main draw of this show, is the meta comedy, and if does it that doesn't work. Personally, I I feel like I could well, just go elsewhere. Then there's the harem side on it too. So, eh. oh, <laughs> you know, like Ian said, humor uh, is subjective. I, so if yeah. you, you know, it, it might not work. I can see Psychono not working for everyone. I yes. can't. I, I personally enjoy it, but I can. It's you know, there are just going to be people that that's not what they're they, they're not looking for that, so they're not going to like it. I, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I'm all for one for meta comedy. Like, I mean, I mean, obviously Susan Beer being one of the, the greatest that we've you know is that we've seen, and that featured really meta commentary on the state of light novels, anime, and what have you. And that was, I think that's one of the ways, you know, such a great way to, to do it. Rather, in here, I, I mean, again, I'm all one for four. It's just, it, is, it feels to me just so ham-fisted and just poorly, poorly incorporated into the show. Uh, I, it's not poorly incorporated it's, at all. I don't, I cannot, it is not mm, poorly done at all. Yeah, I'm really yeah. enjoying it. We're all really enjoying it. <laughs> I, I don't, I just, uh, well, everyone except you, Fruity. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, and, I mean. Uh, it, it, for, I, I can see why you don't like it, but saying it's poorly done, I don't, I just can't agree on well, that. Well, well, if we look at the, like, uh, for other intros of what, uh, you know, that you might have seen, Sonar is a bit too, Pony Pony Dash, uh, Lucky Star, even. I mean, to a degree, Bakamoto. I'm just gonna say just... here that Lucky Star. This I think Saikano is a lot better than Lucky Star because there is a plot driving it. It's not just a slice of life. I gotta say, well, no, but just, just... Cool talk, yeah, but this is in terms of its meta comedy, right? Just, just on just, a, just on the last thing you mentioned. No, you don't compare Bakamoto Guitari to Saikano. 
you don't. But, uh, but you're not. You gotta look past the the. the I mean, the the documentary they, they deconstruct. They, they're just literally talking about characters, and, and it's, if you just look past it, it's almost just a commentary on characters themselves, right? It's... Well, Bakemonogatari had the whole conversational thing going with it. Bakemonogatari's draw was not the meta humor, but the character interactions, the conversations, the writing itself. It's it wasn't the meta humor. No, but you, you you, you, they're not comparable. Oh, wait, you can't, what, so example, the, the ability to, talk, to to lie, the courage to lie, it's obviously just a matter of comedy when characters are being just so dumbfoundedly stupid and dense. The the uh, the time with Nadako with, uh, what's his name, Araragi, you know, uh, about the, the little sister type of character. And even even the little sister arc series, what's it called now, Nisei Monotogari? You've obviously on the face of it, it isn't, but like we're like saying zombie films. Well, zombie films are just action films. Where in reality, zombies could represent famine or poverty or whatnot, and that's the idea. You've got to just somehow look past it. That's why I said to a degree, back in one's go if you decide to actually look into what they're actually saying and break it down. But again, that's just one of the examples that I said was you could you know on the limb. But it's just for me, Sekano isn't. It's just not that good. It, for me, it's 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 like. It's well, the, it's there's the man. difference between not that good and I don't enjoy it. Yeah. Because I don't think Psychono quality-wise is bad. I, but I can see why you don't enjoy it, but saying the show is bad is... Uh, it's done well. And I just... Ah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it could be, could be one of those things for you where I can see it as a it's so bad it's good. And that's how I, I might interpret it. Okay. But at the moment, it, it's for me, it is... I, 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 it's just not your cup of tea. <laughs> it could be that, but I, I've, right. I've enjoyed the other bits and bobs of it. But the, when it, it's like, I guess, like if you think about it as a cake, right? And right, I, I love my food analogies. There's always got to be food here, right? I might just like the strawberry on top, and I just hate the rest of the cake. And and because of that, I would just say that the cake is basically terrible. Right past the strawberry. Well, but well, well, going on your cake analogy, if you put cake on a a chocolate cake, and if you don't like chocolate cake, then you'll think it's bad. But that doesn't mean chocolate itself is bad. It just means you don't like chocolate. But I'm not saying I don't like chocolate. Though I I I enjoyed okay, the okay. comedy in, in previous shows. Okay, That's how it is. we are we are severing the food discussion <laughs> out of here before I get hungry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I am aware I am in the uh, I am in the minority in the sense they don't of the people who don't enjoy Sekano, but uh, I feel it has to be said anyway because eventually we're gonna we need some diversity here anyway in terms of uh, shows. I think I think anime as of late has had a lot of diversity. I mean, ever since Titan and like Sao came out, we've been seeing a lot of different shows, a lot of different. Like recently, like I think like last season, we've had so many fantasy shows, and the season before was completely different. We've had a lot of variety as in anime as of late, and I don't think that's an issue. No, as in us, with what we like, uh, like the, like our opinions, yeah. on the podcast. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all <laughs> important. Yeah, that's through. not the point here. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 def- that's, that's I definitely that's a whole other topic anyway as well. Yeah. I, I definitely think Saikano is good, and I like it, and I admit it, I like my meta humor. I like it a lot. I like it when writers just put out there and say, here, you guys expected this? Here, I'm going to talk about why you expected it. And you know, it's kind of it's kind of satisfying to see a writer get back at the audience every once in a while. I don't know why. It just is. But, uh, yeah. So, it isn't for everybody, but I like it, and I love my meta humor. So, if you like meta humor, this show's for you. If not, I guess not. Mm, yeah, I mean... Well, 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's one of it's one of why Thursdays of this season is just so awesome for me. Psychon- Speaking of Thursdays Psychon- this saving season. It. Yep. Speaking of Thursdays. <laughs> well, I, I no. You mean for yeah, me? It's a of light novel Thursdays, I call it. <laughs> no, I kid. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, I want to segue into the next show because it's also on the same day. Uh, well, we can do that. Would you like to do that? The next two shows are on the same day. <laughs> I, I didn't know they're on the same. I don't watch them on the day they come out, so I wouldn't know. You can go check any calendar. Just kidding. Let's just move on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have nothing else to say about Seikano. plug. So, uh, so, well, that's more or less buried the hatch on Seikano then. Yeah. That buried, buried Ken's to... hatchet. I just kind of threw a hatchet at him. <laughs> sure. Uh, that leads us to your line, April. If Michael, you could introduce the show. Yep. All right. So your line, April. Which, if you're not watching it, I suggest you watch it. Even if you're not going to like it, you should watch it. Um, is about. So there's a, p- a pianist. His name is Kosei Arama. And he when he was like um, an absolutely amazing child prodigy pianist. And his mother would push him to practice all the time. And then she dies, and he has kind of like a, a disconnect with the music and uh, has a panic attack on the stage and can no longer play the piano. And so then he's intru- a girl comes into his life, Kaori, and she reintroduces music to his life because she's a violinist and she does not want, does not believe that he should let go of the piano. And it's kind of, it's about the whole, you know, like sharing intimate moments in music with other people and the relationships between the characters, and it's, it's, real, it's really good. Right, there you go. <laughs> I have two things to say. Uh, first, Arema, seriously, pronunciation, it's Arima, Arima. Kosei Arima. Uh, I think we've do- I don't think uh, I think we've don't care about that after David's uh, Akiba moments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with Long Horizon earlier. So carry on. <laughs> yeah, and that that was I I know how to okay, pronounce and the name, second, but I was like saying it. <laughs> and second, okay. Uh, second, you know how uh, um, you know how uh, when we were talking about earlier in the episode, uh, Proton, you said that this was one of your top three. Yes. This show is so good that it's fluctuating in my top ten back and forth and back and forth. It's just that good. I, I'm really enjoying it, and it's been fluctuating on my list, so... Eh. Mm. So, uh, we have the improving words of uh, Michael and... Yeah, Kevin well, there. I mean, that, that I know how to pronounce the name. I was just, as I'm saying <laughs> it, if I'm like... It's, I don't know, pressure... Look, look, I, he I, was I, lying, and it's, it's almost April, right. okay? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, technically, he's called Friend B. <laughs> technically, he's called Friend B, I believe, but, you know, we, we can look past the details. I just, I'll just You're assign them all numbers. Wasn't well, it Friend A? I thought it was Friend B, because if, uh, if the childhood friend is Friend A, I thought she was friend, since she's the one who's friends with, uh, what's her name? Uh, Kaori. Was it Friend B? I, I thought it, she, it, it, if the childhood I think it was friend, friend is... A. Okay. Okay. New rule. New rule on the podcast. We're assigning everybody letters on shows so that we don't have to think about this too much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think we might have touched on this uh, series last a couple of episodes back when it first aired in uh, winter. Well, it's no, uh, sorry, it's autumn, right? I think it aired in yeah, it started in airing in autumn, so I think it. we touched on yeah. it either at the beginning. But it was only halfway through the call, I believe. So obviously now we've got the the final. The, the fin- we finally finished the yeah. first arc, or mm-hmm. the first core of it, and now we're halfway through the second. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of when we uh, talked about it originally, Ken, you made a really good call on this show. I 
did. Like, you, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. When, uh, um, you, might, you might want to run it back to me. Like, okay, so, like, when we were doing these shows that we were expecting to be good during fall, you bring up this one. Oh, I, I think was like, I was lucky eh, to, gra- to grab it. I think I was one of the fair. I was lucky yeah. to grab it, if anything. Yeah, yeah. You made a good call on this one because it's it's been really great. Yeah, uh, I think so far what we've seen so far is it's pretty been no stuff. But has anyone noticed that these are middle uh, middle school kids? Has anyone like yeah, tricked themselves yeah. to keep it's thinking like middle school? What I, is this? I have to keep it now and then just thinking to myself. I oh, just just imagine the high school kids. It's just a lot easier, Ken. Oh, oh you know, <laughs> it's like, no way. M- middle schoolers show up in the strangest places in anime and visual novels. <laughs> But it, it's like the, some, the, some of the stuff they say, I feel to myself, I, I don't, who says, what middle schooler says that sort of thing? Jeez, I just, it, it almost, I just, I just every now and then just trick myself, they're, they're high school, don't worry about it. Just, just remember yeah. in Strike the Blood, the main girl is a middle schooler, so you know, the subtext in that one was great. Yeah, it, it, I can't believe yeah, I watched that. Again, they, they show up at middle school, I guess they're just high schoolers in Japan, who knows. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, so this is the arc now where we're, I guess we're dealing the lot with the loss. Well, I say loss as in she's not as part. She's not as um, central to the show now of Kaori. Would I guess would that would that be fair to say? Since ever since uh, this is now we're going to spoil this territory now. Uh, since she got admitted to hospital, we're now seeing how Kosei copes again with what seems to be almost another loss. Uh, these yeah. are my specu- uh, my conjecture now. I, th- I Sounds think her about right. role has become significantly more symbolic because she's still there and she still is, is there as a character, but a lot of, like, his drive is now focused on, like, just, you know, like, her her symbolic, you know, egging him on and so on. So it's it's less of her physically being there and her instead of her more emotionally being there for him. Mm-hmm. Less beating him upside the head sense. with a baseball bat. <laughs> Sorry, I always Still bring that up. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, she goes to the hospital and she throws things at him. So there's still the. I mean, physical obvious... beating up element. Ah, uh, good old double obvious. standards. It's quite obvious that Kari is clearly taking the same, pos- uh, well, same position. Well, not not obviously replacing, but at the same state of uh, Arima's mother. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's quite clear that you know they're both the reason why he got well. well obviously, the mum taught him how to play. Then Kari got him to back into playing. Now he's gonna have to deal with the loss. Well, I haven't seen the latest episode, no, nor can I say what happens in the future. But I'm now assuming that you know Kari will die. I think it seems to be geared that way. Yeah. Well, the genre and, is tragedy. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so it's it's quite clear they're trying to do that and then trying to show the evolution of him to learn how to cope now with loss. You know, and I think what what was what was the teacher called? The one that that now looks after, well, that looked after him ever since he lost his mum. The one with like the adorable like South Park kid like art style. Um, Essentially, she's like I guess what she said. I think she one of her lines is that uh, he she's worried that Arima can only become the greatest through the tragic loss of people close to him. And it's I don't know if they just wanted if they decide to go down that route, then yeah, we'll, we'll see how it unfolds. But it definitely seems to be geared towards that direction. I, I suppose. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know what the kid. Uh, I don't know what she, what her name is. But her, her child is, is looks exactly like a South, like the this kid's in the South Park. The, the dot dot like the eyes and a line for a mouth. And it's just I always when I every time I see, her, I just like she's incredibly adorable. But all I, that reminds me of is the South Park kids. And then I remember what they say in South Park. I'm like, yeah, that, that doesn't that doesn't uh, those two don't connect too well in terms of your line, April. Mm-hmm. 
But I am yeah. incredibly, yeah, I'm really, what I'm really happy about Lila April is it stays really high production value in terms of performances. Thank God they actually bomb, attempt to keep animating some of the uh, performances. Clearly they still skip the people who don't care, but for the actual moments in the series where it should matter, when they play, when they play the instruments, at least it's still being well animated to a degree. Yeah, I, I think I said this before in the past, but I cannot just I cannot imagine what like not watching this show. Yeah, like because the performances are just so great. Unfortunately, I guess you have to look at and, me in that case because I'm behind. Well, I'm, he, I'm talking about like versus reading. manga. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I I can definitely like this is there's such an emphasis on music in the show if you're reading the manga i think the anim- the anime is just going to be definitive the definitive version like end end of story i don't think you can really discuss which one's better because in the the anime has the actual music and you have you have to have the music you have to be able to hear it when you're to fully understand what's going on no oh, i didn't know his origin was the manga yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's a manga. Very it's not done okay. yet. Like the emotion that comes well, it with it, the, it, all of the hmm. the atmosphere, the emotion, yeah. every it did. Okay. Oh, it's just it's, everything okay. the music does. It just does it. It adds so much to the story. It just adds so much. I just I can't nah, going without it. That would be hard. And I mean the soundtrack, even even on top like the musical performances, absolutely. But another thing that really helps is they are really good at using their soundtrack, which is by the way outstanding as well as the actual performances themselves. So which I I mean I will literally have it playing all the time. It's 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 it was very well done. Right, yeah, it, it's it's definitely. I mean, you would hope it would be anyway. When the when yeah. the key key theme might be music with musicians. Uh, uh, but yeah, it, it's that as well. It's accompanied by relative, you know, clever usage of animation as well. Clever because like I've seen the odd CGI weird wonkiness and and flukes, but it's it's at least covered up well and blemished over. So it's a good job anyway they've done so far to keep it tw- uh, two cores. But uh, uh, yeah, I had that the manga finish. I don't know if it's trying to coincide with the anime as well. I don't know how far in the anime there is with the manga. Um, I'm not 100% sure, although I do know that the anime is planning on adapting the full story, so... Okay, so would that be season two on the cards? Or a second, another more cause? Could be. Um, no, I, th- I think they're going to conclude it in the next three episodes, because it's 22 episodes. Can they? You think they can? I think that they could. I mean, it's... Well, so they're far well, enough into the manga, then, in fairness. I, I believe so. I'm not okay. the expert on this. This is the time where I'd be like, hey, Fatalis. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <Fatalis>. <laughs> hey, Estevalis. <laughs> any yeah, any yeah. manga reader here, anyway, that would be great, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not reading that manga, so sorry. Yeah, yeah I haven't really gotten to any mangas. Uh, but yeah, it's. I, mean, if, I don't know, it's actually that close to uh, in terms of uh, manga content. So, that's, so, wait, really? Wait, it's only got. I guess we might get an air episode, like an OVA special that really does finish it off, or maybe like an aftermath. But but yeah, I, I could see it ending as well. If I could, I mean, like the, it seems close. It seems awfully close to the end. If yeah. you know what I mean. They'll Obviously, try. Uh, yeah, I mean it's not that hard to. Uh, maybe we'll have an OVA. <laughs> it's not that hard yeah, to we'll kill see, off characters. We'll I I'll be. My guess is that it will kind of. Like the, the the grand finale kind of deal will be when the two of them both end up performing on stage for the last time, and then I assume that she probably dies soon after. Oh, I'm thinking. Oh, so oh, maybe maybe like Birdman style. If, have you guys seen Birdman the movie? I have not. 
Oh, okay. Well, I no. want to. Oh, it, it's a fantastic film, and I don't want to spoil it, so never mind that then. No, <laughs> I was at the Oscars, I already know enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Apparently yeah. the Academy guys at the Oscars did not know enough about all their shows, though. Well, yeah, we had our whole animation yeah. <laughs> thing. That <laughs> yeah. uh, was good, right. or bad, depending on but how you look overall, at it. But overall, though, it's fair to say, you know, into its second core, your line April still going really strong. I'm reserving it's my I'm reserving it. my judgment until the end. We'll see. Fair enough. Yeah. So that leads us with the other show that has a sequel. The other show, like Horizon. <laughs> yes, like Horizon, and that is Tokyo Ghoul Square Root A. I believe the show that I'm supposed to be introdu- introducing, but is several episodes behind. Well, well, got, well, got to play with the cards I got dealt with, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Well, I can I can start for uh, you. It's the direct continuation of the next of the last season. <laughs> yes, it continues where it really should have because episode twelve is not an ending. I don't care if the ep- the season stops there. It is not an ending. Well, yeah, they just put a lock horizon. Uh, not lock horizon. Kogias on us, you know. Episode twenty-five. Lelouch and Suzuka are about to shoot each other, and then it cuts, and we got to wait a whole year. That, that essentially. Don't forget. I am so glad I so, didn't have to. So wait let's not for forget that. that. <laughs> in, at least with Tokyo Ghoul, we didn't, these guys. Well, we didn't, well, I say these guys. We only had to wait a, a single season before we got it back. So let's not forget that, right? And it's not following the manga at all because, like, even its name hints that it isn't following the manga. Yeah. It's Route A. It's a special route for the anime because anime has routes. Yeah, the obnoxious special character that broke any calendar. No, not kidding. That fucking square root symbol. Seriously, that is a horrible name. I'm just going to say that right here. Square root A? What were you thinking? (laughs) Yeah, I've been making fun of it every chance I get. It's been great. (laughs) <laughs> uh, no, I, I am. I for one actually don't mind that it doesn't follow the manga. Well, mainly because I don't, I don't, I don't know. If, I haven't read the manga, be, so I don't that, know that what the differences. <laughs> so it, it would be fine I, if it was I, good. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I like the fact that along with Kagamega Kill, we actually got an original anime ending. Because God forbid we have to survive another cliffhanger slash half-ass ending where we have some ambiguous ending where they might smoke out a sequel out of us. At least the anime ended it where it should have been with a Kagamega kill with Tokyo Ghoul. I'm under the assumption that the manga might be still ongoing. The fact that... Yeah. Been... No, the manga they ended. Started, well, they, well, no, they started... Um, It's called, like, Re or whatever. It's... it's. Oh, Hamatora started. Assen- okay. Yeah, they essentially <laughs> stopped it, and they're like, that's the end, guys. And then three weeks later, they announced that they were going to pick it up with a new sequel series. So I I don't really I think that the logic is marketing. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure though because I'm not the <laughs> anime the is just likes. a marketing tool. That's not. Fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, anyway, let's not get into that. But yeah, I mean, I'm all, I'm all for and happy that at least like you know if we get an anime original. Well, I don't know if that's the real term right here, but anime version of it because you know, like it's much you know it might it just might be altogether better alternative than actually going through the manga again and then saying, oh, this is the ending of the manga, and another ambiguous ending, season two or three on the cards? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm still waiting for season three on Spice and Wolf, but I don't know if that'll ever come around. So, hey, we're getting the light uh, novels, and they're coming fast! Okay, not fast. Because that will offer closure. <laughs> that will offer that much closure for me. So It, it does, yeah, since I... it ends. <laughs> <laughs> True, but I don't play visual novels, so that's basically... It's a light novel, you can read them. Oh, 
I don't read really like novels. Oh, okay, there is until no pleasing Horizon this man. <laughs> I'm just saying, until, Hori- middle of the, until Horizon comes over, which it never will, that's when then I'll start my like novel career. But until then, Damn. but no, I, 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 don't, I, I think the while the argument that people don't like it for the fact that it detracts from the manga, I, I really don't see it as a problem. But in terms of what we're actually getting out of the, the series, it's a bit iffy. I'm not sure yeah. what's really going on to Google. It's, well, and that's <laughs> the problem. They, they want you uh, not to know what's going on in Tokyo Ghoul. Like they, and I think I mentioned this because I, I had like a little like write up on it uh, like earlier this week. They they literally what the entire like driving style for the writing is. They will have something happen and make it so you um, they make it they purposely make it so you don't know why things are happening and then they explain why you know what ha- you know why this is occurring later after it's happened and they do that all the time right yeah that's, that's not to say that's not a bad thing cuz i mean obviously other series have done that anyway yeah well it's and it's not in and of itself it's not bad the problem is i think they do it way too much in this show cuz i just never know it's i never know what's going on until after it happens for anything <laughs> so and that, that's that's definitely bothered me at least. In fairness, if you could say the same about Yuri Kuma, uh, a show we discussed last episode, and uh, any other shows of that similar caliber, reminds me of Higurashi a lot, where literally the first season never gave you any answers at all, but the second season was complete answers. It was the answer arcs. So I'm surprised I haven't seen Higurashi, but that looks way too gruesome for me personally. Higurashi is too gruesome. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Okay. I can't remember. It's a better mystery than horror. Horror doesn't really do well in animation. Yeah. (laughs) Not really. Especially when you sense everything, you know? Like Tokyo Ghoul, for example. All I see is is bars of black. I'm like, oh, bars of black. My favorite anime. (laughs) (laughs) And Parasite as well. Parasite has now gotten to that stage where bars of black everywhere. I'm like, oh, it's good to see that bits of the corridor that's in purple. Thanks. But it's, it's heavily censored as always, Tokyo Ghoul Route A. Um, it's, even, even the introduction of the new characters, it's going, it's, I feel like it's gone far, far left wing or right wing either way. And I, it's quite a difficult show to try and ascertain where it wants, what it wants to be. Like, on one hand, it wants to be like this interesting mystery, a uh, mystery. On the other hand, it's like action everywhere. Quickly, ghouls, ghoul on ghoul, detective, well, that sounds awful now. Uh, ghoul versus ghoul, <laughs> and uh, inspector versus inspectors and stuff. I'm like, there's a lot of stuff going on and none of it really like matters. Like none of it feels like it resonates with any of the plot going on at this stage, you know? Yeah. It's just But that's pretty disappointing. I mean, I, I originally watched Tokyo Ghoul because I was really interested in like the social aspects of the show, like how they related with the other people and like how these ghouls had like how Kaneki had to deal with the ghouls. Yeah. But that's not here and that's kinda of depressing to me. Yeah, that yeah. was my that was and... my favorite part of the first season too, and it's literally non existent. I, I feel like that's not needed now because in fact it's, it's the, the the idea is that you bring up the tension between these two races, I think it's fair Except to say. Except the, the it's not compelling anymore and that's why I'm not caught up with it. Because there's nothing that keeps me watching. Now yeah I, and I think Yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah. I think that's actually happening with a lot of people. A lot of my friends who are watching it aren't continuing to watch it because it's not compelling at all. There's nothing to keep you watching in Tokyo Ghoul Route. Right, yeah. I think you're right in that That's my biggest issue with it, actually. Yeah. I think the reason why it might be, I'm not saying it's a defense for it. I think it's because the way it's 
I assume the reason why they were adapting the manga the first half and then the second half they're going to go anime only, right? I assume it's because of the narrative change. While the reason for this first half, well, first half is mainly world building, right? The idea that all ghouls or humans are afraid of ghouls and ghouls want to eat. Well, you've got this different type of ghouls and such. So you obviously get the tension and world building in that aspect. The second half, I feel, might be this idea that we have to follow... I'd like to say we follow Kaneki, but we actually don't. We follow no one. <laughs> so um, we follow these these other characters in a like a in a like a Durara style, Bakano style, where we follow Kaneki, we follow the inspector, we follow we follow Toka for some reason, but for the odd episode here or there. And you know, and the and what's the what's the ca- cafe group called? I can't remember. Um, and take something. Some yeah, we we got to follow all these four different aspects now because they introduced all these other different fact, uh, factors in the f- previous season that we now for the second season we have to follow all of them individually which might cause the reason why we don't know you know it's quite hard to tell what's going on because in the first season we literally just followed Kaneki he was our proxy into the series you know yeah. he was the one who we would follow and we would he, he's our exposure to the world now it's like Kaneki's hidden into the dark because he's the new like badass member of the group and he's now apparently grown these amazing powers which I don't really understand how because <laughs> he because he literally got beaten up and then got stronger like the shonen style way of of, of his yeah. character improvement it well, felt that's... very shoehorned to me. It's it's like, one of those. I just... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna no, say go it's it's one of the the point like like I was making earlier. We don't know why he's getting more powerful until they like explain it later. Because what it act what's actually going on is he's cannibalizing ghouls and he like he ate Jason. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that that's how he's gaining those powers. Now we don't know that for a few episodes. We just know that he's somehow becoming more and more powerful. We find that out later. Yeah, I think again, yeah, does they do like finally hint out? Wait, is he trying out this? And it's like, yeah. oh, then if that's the case, how come this other guy isn't like incredibly powerful? I think uh, was it Gourmet? Like, isn't he? Should, it means if that's, <laughs> if that's if we're gonna follow these rules, your own like rules you've given us in the series, shouldn't Gourmet be like one badass motherfucker? Like, he should be one well, fabulous. The destroyer. show. Hasn't the show in general had a bad, like, record of following its own rules? Uh, like, I remember. Yeah, well, what I will say about the gourmet is he does only eat humans. He just likes Kaneki because Kaneki has that interesting smell because he's half human and half yeah. ghoul. Yeah, but he doesn't I, I, usually eat ghouls. I, I wouldn't so. be surprised if he has eaten ghouls before. Like, yeah, he clearly, yeah, I mean, true. I'm just saying, like, if it, yeah. he's heavily hinted at that he's also tried out a bit of cannibalism. What you're, what you're, saying, guess, yeah. what you're saying is that he has bi subtext. sorry sorry yeah yeah yeah. that's yeah (laughs) and as i noticed the animation quality actually has dropped horrifically at some point so i say at some points i think the first five episodes it was it was choppy a lot of it was choppy and the whole fight they when they tried to conclude the fight scene inside the prison it looked it looked not good at all and then then clearly they've avoided other fights since uh, for a while and it just—I don't know if anyone else knows that, but it, it looked god awful. That the, the the change from season one to this now has been quite stark. Yeah, I mean, think well now. Now that I think about it, that's probably true. I mean, like like I said before, I'm the kind of guy if the animation isn't absolutely horrible or absolutely amazing, I I'm usually like if if it comes up, I'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, but I'm not gonna think about it or put too much thought into it on my own. So mm, yeah, this season hasn't been kind to animation quality in general. Like, gosh, Dudada had its horrific episode. Uh, Dean's uh, um, Log Cries in Two, then Tokyo Ghoul. Jeez, this this just season not happy. Animation quality it, is just not there. It's, well, it is winter. Yeah, so. it's the winter season. I was about to say we had it last year. Uh, if you remember the uh, pilot's love song last year. W- one funny thing is the opening 
looked really horrible at first, and by the end, it looked great. But you go back and look, it happened. Sense, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually more surprised it's been a year. I don't remember talking about this. Yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying, it happened there, too. I mean, it was the opening in that show was really choppy, but uh, over the next few episodes, they improved it gradually. So, it, yeah, it happens every winter, it seems like. You have your choppiness in the animation, and it really is kind of the dumping ground for everything that they didn't want to put in fall. Which is probably yeah, the truth. Like, it's like it's essentially yeah. If if you want to draw, the, if you want to avoid the big four series, throw your stuff into winter, mm. and you'll probably get a better chance of selling and get a better viewership. Because in fairness, I mean, in, if you want to talk about just in terms of the, the raw level of animation, uh, what seems to be quite solid is Idol Master. Surprising, well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> like you put your, you obviously you're gonna put your money. There's not much uh, heavily involved there, and CGI is huge. I don't, I don't know about uh, not heavily involved, but yeah, it's certainly yeah, yeah. straightforward enough compared to some of the stuff. Uh, yeah. I think it's probably more, or Tokyo Ghoul is probably more involved what, with the eating people rather than the dancing around a stage. I'll give you that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, let's, I mean, fairness, Tokyo Ghoul has got some redeeming factors in the sense they've actually introduced some more fun characters. You know, um, we've got we've got the guy, the dead dude's daughter. She's pretty fun, in fairness. Uh, and you've got the little, the the, 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 the like the kid who with the scythe. I can't remember his name now. You can tell I really pay attention. It, to it's it's the, the dead the, the dead guy's uh, child, the guy with the scythe. I like this. Yeah. Let's keep it up. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, they're pretty fun int- uh, introductions, and then I guess I guess there's that other dude. I don't know. That's actually about it, really. So, <laughs> they are. I was I was hoping for you know. more awesome descriptions out of Fruity. Make a series out of that. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. This is t- I mean, like not. I'm not gonna lie. Take a series of that. That's the beginning of. That's like the prepped part of the, every episode. That's your series. That's true enough. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not, it's, it's it's not my fault. Tokyo Go doesn't make compelling. Uh, I can't remember Japanese names that well. I mean, it's not my first. It's not my first tongue. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I understand. Yeah, but uh, but seriously, but, uh, Scythe Go. guy. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, he's literally a scythe guy. <laughs> he just literally has a scythe. Well, I don't know how to describe him. Well, scythe boy, technically, but you scythe know, boy. Tiny, tiny facts. Um, but yeah, Tokugou Route A again might might be under the same same label as Log Horizon, which is sadly doesn't shine as well as its predecessor season. Mm-hmm. But I, I, again, I wasn't a bigger fan of this first season in the first place. So I guess in the end, I'm not that disappointed. I don't know if that's a win or or a loss. It's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Well, All right, that. That does, in the end, finishes our our first segment of ongoing anime this winter. I keep forgetting it's, it's winter, because obviously it's February now. Well, March now. It's hard to think it's still winter. And we've decided our topic, and agreed on, mm-hmm. I want to point out, is that our topic is, we, uh, is that what's your favourite musically themed slash infused slash, uh, anime moments? And I've allowed OSTs... And single scenes and sound effects because you know it's a lot easier mm-hmm. to to go for, yeah. right? And so, and so with that question in mind, and obviously this is in tie in with April, uh, your line April because it's to be fair, music is one of the key key draws into the anime, and so other series have done it similarly. Similarly, so we go with Kevin. <laughs> oh, I know it's not <laughs> okay. <laughs> So Kevin, I, I just love how you just randomly throw the order out of control. Uh, technically, like, hey, that... we're going in order the first time. Technically, it's like no. <laughs> technically, I never said just this part was kidding. in order. I always, I always throw people out on the limb here. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> okay, I I took this to be uh, more of an 
let's talk about the OSTs I am a fan of instead of specific moments. Yeah. So I this did shows that I generally have a fondness for the soundtrack. Yeah, go, go for it. Um Okay, I actually pay attention to the soundtracks a lot more than most people. Um, I, I like most people. Like I nitpick about the sound a lot. So um, these are like my examples of sound used well because that's that's rarely a thing. And first off, we have Code Geass, my favorite anime of all time. But every time something happens, they play an amazing track, and it's used super well. Code Geass's soundtrack is just phenomenal. It it builds you up. It it just sounds great, and it does it well. Like just it's it's hard to count how many powerful moments are due to the music because. Every powerful moment is due to the music. It, it's just done so well. One of my favorites, personally, is uh, um, in season two when they broke uh, um, uh, Co- uh, Toto out of the uh, jail. But every part there, the soundtrack is just phenomenal. And I, I love it. I'm a big fan. Uh, spoiler alert, by the way, if uh, if you're watching Code Geass season it's, two, it's so. like a decade old. Yeah, well, it's, nah, it's not. It's not that old. It's like in 2008. <laughs> it's almost a decade old. It is. Yeah, it's nine nine years from the first season. So. Nine years. Jeez, I need to stop watching that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, would you like to carry on with your choices? Is it? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Next. Next is what is quite possibly my favorite soundtrack of all time. Yes, yes, I'm going with best favorites, blah, blah, blah. But I really do love Cardinal Kilkai by Uforubo soundtrack. Uh, Yuki Kajura did an amazing job with this. I, I, I'd probably bring up Cardinal Kilkai a lot, but one thing that's always got me about Cardinal Kilkai was just how amazing the soundtrack is. I know it's pretty subjective. A lot of people don't really like Yuki Kaja sound, but I really do, and the way they use it is just phenomenal here. Sprinter, in particular, is just uh, so good, and yeah. Well, I also want to mention that the soundtrack's naming scheme makes absolutely no sense, so that's a thing. Ah, that's good. Yeah, uh, pe- I think pe- that's always been a joke for some some composers. I've always thought, yeah. if, uh, especially yeah. Salano Hiroyuki. If you remember, we did the cafe back there where we asked people this question, right? Uh, yeah, Panama Punk agrees with you about Karanokyo Kai. So, you know. Someone out there agrees you're with you. <laughs> you're not alone. <laughs> you're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. You're not. You're not alone. He thinks it's his favorite uh, as well. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have one more on the list? I think you I remember you writing. Yes, Google. but it is not an anime. It is a visual novel. Boom. Yeah, but, um, we always break the rule here. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's close enough. Uh, I mentioned the rewrite in particular because two of the people involved. I am really big fans of uh, Jumayada of, well, Key in general. He did a stellar job with Quanad, and I think he did an even better job with Rewrite. Um, and uh, um, the um, the artist who sings a lot of the songs, uh, Yanagi Nagi, is an amazing artist, and I just it's love true. her voice. It's true. It it's is true. true. Like, I mentioned that in the uh, uh, cafe. It is super true. Mm. Very true. Very, and very. Uh, Rewrite's soundtrack is just great. It is so atmospheric, but it's atmospheric in a good way, and it's just so great to listen to. I can. It's the soundtrack I go to the most. Like, I have something to do. I want to listen to something. I'll click on the Rewrite soundtrack first and foremost. I mean, I, I 
Carnot Kyokai's is a better soundtrack, but rewrites mm-hmm. is more f- like it, it fits better with every scenario, and and that goes to the game too. It it really works well in the game, and there's a lot of scenes in particular that just use the music so well. Like I like the opening of the uh, game in particular with ah, uh, it's just done so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I've listened yeah. to the opening. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, so then let's uh, switch up then with Michael. All right, we're on to me next. Okay, um, so the, well, the first one that I have was Terror and Resonance, and for, for I think the soundtrack was probably the best thing the show had going for it. And I'm not saying that it was like a terrible show. The soundtrack was amazing, so that doesn't mean. And the show was a mixed bag in general, but the soundtrack that was whenever they utilized the soundtrack perfectly, those were the best moments. Like the um, and the composer was um, Kano Yoko, and she. She did a yeah. really good Yoko job. Kano, yeah. Yoko Kano cannot do wrong. Just she does great stuff. Yeah. And she I mean and I think my favorite part was the whole motorcycle scene uh, when yeah. they had <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh yeah I I knew I think God you picked up for me cuz I I knew I was um I had a fair too many uh, series to I didn't want to like hold up too many series when I was writing down my list. But yeah. the, the most like the most like scene is is fantastically powerful. Mhm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was maybe one of, like, the best scenes in any anime over the summer. I mean, we, we can, you know, get into debates or whatever, but, <laughs> yeah. I, but you know, <laughs> arguably, arguably. It's a standout moment, for sure. Yes. It was definitely a standout moment. And then um, my second, the second one I had, I had Sword Art Online. And honestly, I think that the reason that Sword Art Online still resonates with me, at least for me personally, I know they're, you know, oh, second arc, blah, 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 um, with with me personally right now, you know, having seen it a while ago at this point, is because the soundtrack was just really good. And even if I didn't, even at times when I didn't notice it when I was watching, when I go back and listen to the soundtrack, I'm like, oh my gosh, they played that at this moment. Wait, that's why I liked that moment so much. Because, I mean, the entire soundtrack was, they, I mean, it had the mixture, you know, you have um, Swordland, which is the whole, you know, ep- the epic for all the fight scenes and stuff. But then you also have all those sad tracks that they put for every emotional moment, and I still listen to the soundtrack on my iPod, so. I thought that uh, SAO was one of Yuki Kajra's weaker soundtracks, actually. But it- it's pretty good. It hurts, Kevin. It hurts. <laughs> we, all, we all have to do it to each other eventually. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, you did it to us, Ken. if we pass that sorry carry on okay and the the wind out of my sails it's it's just it's just gone now kevin it's it's just gone you you've killed it how would you how could you say should i should i put a fan in your room okay (laughs) i'm done hold on i've got one i've got one We now have props on this podcast. Exactly. I mean, this is an audio of, uh, entertainment, but let's just imagine the fans there for you as well. All right, we're trying to play that out. All right, come on, storm warning. Prepare I, that storm. I, I turned on. on the fan, but I turned it off because I don't want it to get in my microphone. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm being, Good call. Cons- I'm being considerate. I'm being considerate. All right. Good call. So, okay, moving on. All right, and then the other one, and I think I think pretty much everyone can chime in on this one. I just have it down on my list. Um, Anything Sawano. Anything. Yes. <laughs> he, he had to be mentioned. I mean, it does. Th- we can't go through this without Sawano. Because, yeah, you get 
there are people who have these amazing emotional soundtracks of these like Kano Yoko and then and but Sawano is the master of like the epic realm of soundtracks because everything that he ha- it's it's just epic Every, everything that he I, yeah oh go ahead no, well, no, you, well you I'm go. just gonna say that I'm really looking forward to Xenoblade, uh, the new one on the Wii U, because Solano is doing the soundtrack. It's going to be so amazing, See, and that that makes me happy and sad at the same time. Because actually, and the other one I have on my list, which is technically cheating, because she's a video game composer in general who originally did the first Xenoblade, um, Yoko Shimomura. She is my favorite video game composer, and she did the first Xenoblade. And she also has done, like, Kingdom Hearts. But she's doing Final Fantasy XV right now, so she was not able to be there for the next Xenoblade. So now it's Sawano, which I think is a great choice, but I'm still upset that she's not the one doing it, because she's fantastic. Excellent. (laughs) And then, alright, and before we switch to someone else, I have to have my um, customary uh, baby metal plug. Raise your kitsunes, guys. (laughs) Alright, I'm done. You guys can go now. (laughs) I was Don't expecting worry, more. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I can give more. I by all means. I was trying to be polite. Baby metal is the best. Queen Suzuka is glorious and also the best metal. No one question it. It's not Moa. It's not Yui. It's Suzuka. Got it. Suzuka. No one complain about baby metal. They're the best. All right. Time to go to Chicago. Okay. Am I right? Okay. That's that is a that is a that hurts me, Kevin. That hurts me because I <laughs> I tried so hard to go to Chicago. I tried. And now I can't because of the Latin AP test. And uh, <laughs> oh my god, how oh, was... a dead language gets gets you? It, it does. It does. It just comes back. It just keeps coming back. And now I can't go to see Baby Metal live. But I did get their Blu-ray, and I do continue to watch that. They are fantastic. If you like J-pop, if you like metal, you will like Baby Metal. If you don't like Baby Metal, don't tell me because I'll get mad at you. Okay. Well, it, well, really, anyone should at least give a listen to Baby Metal because it's <laughs> yeah. it's just so out there. It's it's, it's an experience. It is. It, it is. And I'll I'll yeah. sometimes have like viewing sessions with the Blu-ray at my house for people that have never seen it will watch it, even if it's like it's not their thing. You can't help but be but be impressed because they they perform live and the instrumentation is completely on point the vocals they're never flat they're never sharp they hit everything and they have those insane dance moves the entire time so yeah it's it's great it's great all right we can move <laughs> we on now. easily uh, it's like swapped out the word baby metal for anything and, it, and no one would know the difference yeah <laughs> I, I could probably talk about this for a very long time so i will be night i'll be polite and we can move on now <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, I'll 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 swap it. I'll I'll take the uh the helm now. Now I I I thought about it and I, I I've listed I think one too many and uh, I think the ones I have decided on in the end and oh they're all pretty. I I I really do feel they they're just fantastic. So I've decided to go one is Sora no Woto. If anyone knows, I've I've I value this show quite high up there. It's probably one that's way too high, but it's one show I, I adore and it's and for show. That uses saving grace so well in an anime that I didn't know people would bother. It was it was fantastic, and Sora no Woto was one of those was one of those OSTs where where everything was like you. It's one of those back OSTs where you know it's done well when you don't notice it too much, and it just blends in with the series itself, which is fantastic. And you never want a, a series where the music just overpowers everything else, even though it's an audiovisual entertainment medium. It's got a blend. It needs a balance. And for Sora no Woto, it's certainly one of those series. 
and some of the French songs in there. I don't know why they're French song in Sorno Woto, uh, but they are there. They're fantastically used as well. And for every time, it's one of those things where the more you watch and rewatch it, is the more you appreciate it and how well it's done. And because of that, I've I've picked Sorno Woto. Now, I the reason and my second pick, the reason, and this is the only reason why it's in, is because I said sound effects are okay. Which is C, the money uh, C, uh, which again uh, I think is one of my top three when I first when we did the first episode of the podcast. Uh, if you've ever seen the show and you hear that it's it's that, uh, that robotic voice announcer, she's basically anime Siri or anime. Uh, what's the robot called um, in Portal? I can't remember. Glados. 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 Yes, thank you. She's basically anime Glados, right? And anime Claptrap. Like, all into one, right? It's just so good. Like, every time you hear that the announce, the money, the amount of money that's being used, and the, the move type, it, it is just, like, a, a tiny, tiny little orgasm in my ear. It, it was just, it's just that good. Like, honey being poured deep into my head, and, and not in the, and it's just all in there, and kind of disgusting. But yeah, it's, it's just so good. And, it, and it's just, every time you see it throughout the series, perfect I, I mean big mad props to the guy who who somehow found the right levels and mixed it up all together for c because it's honestly just one of the great shows there is out there really and for my final pick i've swung in with kaon because it's it has to be said that kaon is probably the most rounded well used music ever in and for me I've, I've seen like from having a band and having the actual real life bands playing really well it's just so good and it's one of those OSTs again. I think along with Sora Woto, it's it's OSTs so well blended in that you don't notice it at first. And it, but, but if you do notice it, it's not overpowering. And it's just only on rewatches do you notice how really catchy it is and just how fitting it is for the show and its its you know atmosphere. And because because you know, K-On is just cute girls doing cute things in a band, so you need good band music and you got and you need good uh, uh just cute, uh, background music, which is what K-On has. That and it's just really really good in the sense of its authentic music and sense of obviously you need the the band to sound like it's a, a band playing and with that with kaon you you definitely get so they are the three picks of my of my answer and then david since you're the last of us of course mm-hmm. gonna see destiny and, see that's the is. Yeah, <laughs> just to, just to round out just to round out the uh, anime portion of this. Uh, yeah, Gundam yeah, Seed Destiny. Left. You know, bitch all you want about it. I've heard a lot of bitching about it. It's not as bad as you say it is, but I've heard a lot of bitching about it. You cannot bitch about the soundtrack. There's you cannot bitch on it, and you cannot bitch about Gundam Seed's soundtrack. They're quite possibly some of the best in the series. Uh, they're really epic. And of course, they have some really epic moments right in the mid middle of the both of the series, where they pretty much bring their awesome music to the very forefront. Uh, lots, lots of good insert music, lots of good uh, background music. I mean, you're just sitting there and nothing's happening, and there's this amazing background music happening. I just, I cannot describe how excellently it's all just composed and put together and directed in Gundam Seed Destiny, because it, it really does bring the whole thing together a lot better than if it didn't have it. Uh, it probably has one of the best anime soundtracks, really. I'm probably going to be posting a few of them in the comments on the article where this is going to be, which I'm sure you guys will be posting oh, stuff, too. Oh, you started. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't planning oh, on it, oh, but boy. you have just launched an avalanche. Okay, I'm oh, limiting no. myself oh, to no. two, so you guys limit yourself to two as well, all right? 
Alright. Oh, I've picked like three <laughs> series. How am I going to do that? How am I going to pick three series? <laughs> well, there, there, Sorry, there's your homework, Ken. Yeah. Alright, uh, so... Well, technically, I just yeah. do sound effects for one, yeah. but well, yeah. yeah. Gundam Sea Destiny had a great soundtrack. I loved it. And it fit the series really well. But unfortunately, it's not my favorite. <laughs> like a whole... I know, yeah, I know. Interest. I just built that one up so much, and I'm like, yeah, but it's not that. Uh, yeah, the real the real thing I wanted to talk about is I, I honestly was thinking about anime and I was really going back and forth, but really there's only one soundtrack that always sticks out at me, and that's Ace Combat 6 in particular. Now, Ace Combat, as you probably... It, you, actually, I suppose you guys wouldn't know, but some people out there might be listening know. It's a uh, flight simulator arcade series uh, made by Bandai hey, Namco. I, I take offense to that. We... I take offense to that. We've all heard your rambling about Ace Combat 6, and I'm pretty sure some of us here have actually tried it out. So, yeah, quite yeah. possibly. Yeah. Like, we know it because of you, but if wait, other a- than Ace you, Ace Combat 6, I've never heard, I don't think I've ever heard of that. Oh, wait, you know, I do recall Dex mentioning it once, or maybe twice, or maybe every couple weeks but for you've, the past but, year. But, you know, <laughs> you know, you still haven't played it, so... <laughs> I have. Fair, fair well, enough. there. Enough. We got I'm one not. person. That's one. Okay. <laughs> the point. Okay, so the point here. Ace Combat 6 in particular, but I'd just like to extend this to just Keki Kobayashi, who is the composer of the thing. Uh, Keki Kobayashi started on Ace Combat 4, and he was the uh, basically the head composer for the series until Ace Combat Assault Horizon. And really, Ace Combat would not have been popular if he wasn't composing. Basically, what makes the whole series worth it is the fact that it has some of the best composed music ever created. At least in terms of, you know, how it's put together in the game. That's probably where he came to shine. Uh, each each game had a musical motif. Uh, Ace Combat 4 had kind of like a rock soundtrack, kind of like a 90s kind of feel to it. Uh, Ace Combat 5 kind of extended on that, but added in, like, orchestral elements. Uh, Ace Combat 0 had a Spanish flair to it, but also kept some of the rock elements. Uh, Ace Combat 6 had a full orchestral soundtrack, and Ace Combat Assault Horizon went back to its roots and kind of went with a heavy rock feeling. Uh, So he really has a massive range that he's worked with, in all honesty, and he's done well with all of it. But really, what was awesome about Ace Combat 6 was how orchestral it was. It's just an epic feeling that you get out of the orchestra, because it is, again, a full orchestra. There's a full choir. There is all of the orchestral instruments. And really, if there's ever been something that made me want to be a fighter pilot, it was not Top Gun. It was Ace Combat and Ace Combat 6, because honest to God, it makes you feel awesome when you're flying, especially when you hit the middle point of the game and you hit like the big set piece uh, song for the whole thing, which basically fulfills this category, uh, Fires of Liberation. It's excellent, and it's quite possibly the best soundtrack I've ever heard. And I really wish I had it on disc, but it's difficult to get your hands on. <sighs> so there, I'm I done. Find, I find it hard to believe. I mean, Top Gun does have Danger Zone, right? You know, and when Danger, Danger in... Zone is pussyfooting compared <laughs> to this. I don't know, man. Top Gun was a good film, and I like that Dangerous One song. Now, anyway, the benefit of being the open topic subject is that I don't have to hoard all this animes and all the uh, and all the other series, and we can pick other people who've answered to the open topic, and therefore it covers all the bases. And luckily, thank God, uh, we had Zagor. Now he he covered he picked 
two moments. Well, one series and one moment. He, uh, if you've watched Chihai Furia, the one with the character series, yeah, uh, series. So anyway, there's a there's a there's a brilliant track that it plays and it pulls heartstrings and make me and it just almost brings me to tears when I remember what happens when that series and when they play that song and this when this is one of the I can't remember the track itself but there is a single track and it's used for every, like every heartbreaking moment in Chihai Furia which is fantastic thank you Zago for picking it because otherwise I don't know what I was going to do because I wasn't going to pick it and he also picked the Haruhi Suzumiya moment when Haruhi becomes part of a band member uh, I think what song is it now? It's like um, I have no idea. You know, I'm now blanking on the actual song name, <laughs> but it's the one where Harry he is in the band and they perform in the school festival mm. with uh, Yuki, and that's that was a really good moment as well. I don't know if you guys, if you guys remember the one where you guys you've you've all seen Harry he Suzumiya, right? Not me. <laughs> no, no? hopefully. You know the season I'm talking about, right? The one where she goes into a band and she plays. Right? Of course. Uh, oh, of okay. course he okay. does. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, uh, sorry, Zoga. Clearly not everyone has to see these two shows you picked. But don't worry. I saw you. I picked out your comment. So, good. All right. Anyway, another one. Another comment that I picked up. And uh, a person who's been here before. Uh, Fatalis. He think, he picked up uh, Anohana, Anohana uh, secret base opening. I think that's the opening. You, you know, the... the the one where mm-hmm. each beat they change the character to their order form and such. Yep, and that's quite a good song, really. Um, it's quite fitting, really. It's really, quite sad actually when you think about. Well, yeah, everything about that show is sad. So, yeah, yeah. yeah well, <laughs> uh, to be fair, yeah, <laughs> yeah, quite rubbish. But, but yeah, that's a quite a good song, isn't it? Really good pick. None of us picked up as well. Again, this is the benefit of having open topics, and we don't we don't lose <laughs> we don't we don't drop any balls uh, in this uh, in that sense. Mm-hmm. And then the final one I picked up. Uh, only because I watched the show as well. It was kind of good. It was kind of, it was a nice little shoot a uh, uh, bit in, which is uh, Stanlick. He he opted for the last episode of Hanayamata. Mm-hmm. If you guys, oh, this is you guys should remember. This is only a couple of seasons back, I think. Yep. With yeah, where they incorporate the opening song as the song that they dance to in the festival. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's. I'm now struggling to remember. Yeah, it was something which like was that. obviously yeah yeah. So and obviously they just play the opening, which is which is kind of nice, but. I felt like Hany Amateur deserved another song somewhere. But yeah, it's a good, nice little, it's, it's a great moment, in fairness, where everyone gets back together to Yosukoi. I'm surprised that, I'm surprised that you didn't mention the people who were talking about the Egoist and Supercell. I was going to point out, yeah, I, I am a, I'm a big fan of I'm Supercell. Like, I'm like, it came up twice. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? There's a lot of people here who love Supercell. I mean, so, uh, I'm not going to, oh, what's his username? I'm not going to, mm, anyone want to try it? I see one here that, that's impossible. The one that's like SC113. Um, Mailwis. Mail- um, Mailwis Mail- is Mail- how I say it. Mail- I, I would argue. I just I say SC113. Okay. Yeah, you're, yeah. Sorry, but you've now been short, shortcut to SC113. So he, he essentially picked any Ego Supercell song. And Ken's is, totally uh, fine with that. Yeah, I'm, to- <laughs> I'm all born now. That's like. It doesn't, I mean, it's so many good songs I've done. This. I mean, yeah, they're they're Rick, fantastic. The composer's fantastic. The compose I mean the fact that he goes through singers like rock like a rock star, you know, like a rock star goes through girlfriends. He just picks any singer. They you know? they definitely they, they definitely the composed a great That's music it. video in Guilty Crown. Yeah. What the actual music video or the actual ending for the anime are we talking about here? I haven't seen the music video itself. It it, it was a tongue in cheek reference to Guilty Crown being a 
music video. Never mind. Yeah, she was. <laughs> <laughs> she was saying Guilty Crown's really bad outside of it. <laughs> well, well, yeah, it was a someone who did the soundtrack to that. But anyway, um, it's a joke. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> and, <laughs> There's just so saying. much disappointment after that. Just the disappointment level is high. I liked it, but it wasn't great. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I like I like the part where his arm got cut off. That part was pretty awesome. Well, yeah, it, it didn't make any fucking sense, but yeah. <laughs> and, and, and when they brought in that American dude, the the the, the military, no, not the general, the guy who like tipped like missile launchers on its side, that guy's a hero. He he needs like more medals for that. The guy, I think it's called Ken. I think I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying it's me. Oh, just saying it's called Ken. <laughs> anyway. But they're the, they're the uh, comments I felt were that best best round out all the other obvious answers that we probably missed out mm. because you know I mean you can't go wrong with Supercell Suzumi is perfect one of the most perfect moments and Hany Hanyamoto because being reasonably relevant yep you know so sorry Nanto I didn't mention Spaceball uh, Cowboy uh, uh, Cowboy what's that show called now even I can't remember Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop. Bebop yes I can, I, I only well that, like. technically no you <laughs> no, have I mentioned, mentioned it, it so. but you know <laughs> I, it's not the ones I've been considering. You kind of have to mention one. it. Yeah, well, obviously I mean, he went. Well, with... Bebop, you have to mention Bebop. The, the opening is just perfect. Yeah, uh, he Bebop went. Bebop has he, a great soundtrack. Yeah, he went with. Uh, he chose Rain, the female vocal version, uh, which is played on. I think the final episode and one and somewhere in episode twelve. But yeah, that's a good moment. It's a good song. Mm-hmm. Dark, not that I can remember it. Not that, not that he anyway. remembers it or anything. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Baka. <laughs> Alright. Uh, well then, I guess that's the, uh, the end of the episode. Mm. Any last words? And anything, and uh, Michael, anywhere, any last words on how the people can reach you? Um, yeah, you can reach me. Um, my Kinja username is ProtonStorm. My Skype username is also ProtonStorm. His nickname, uh, his nickname is Storm Warnings. Yeah, the, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that most of my usernames are probably ProtonStorm. Feel free so to you contact me by you searching should change for them all. You, you should yeah. change them all to Storm Warning. Because that's your nickname that now. Requires, that requires work. Duh. I'm not sure I want to do that. So what we're we'll saying just keep is, it, we can keep it as an inside joke, but I, uh, all that's right, two all words, right. and Baka. they don't always let me do spaces, and I hate underscores. So, oh, I know what you mean. Uh, right. So use camel case. <laughs> Computer science <sighs> term. All right. Yeah. Moving no, on. I, I get it. I get it. The two yeah. words, capital, yeah. first, yeah. right next to each other, that spaces. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Still not mm. going to do it, but I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's a fair chance if you see someone called Proton Storm, it's this guy here we got. It, oh, we... oh, wait. Actually, my Snapchat is real Proton Storm because some jerk took Proton Storm before I made it. No! So, if you see Proton oh. Storm on Snapchat, it's not me, it's a filthy <laughs> imposter. <laughs> So that's, I just that's, put the, that out there. that's like the worst yeah, thing. Yeah, there's an imposter of me cool. on uh, what is it, planet side? Weird, weird. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, while we're on the topic of you, David, any last words on how people could reach you? Well, you know, everywhere except for planet side, I'm Dex Omega. You know, because you know, again, that's some some hear. jerk decided to take my unique name. Uh, and of course, you can find me on Kinja these days. I'm pretty swamped because I've got a lot of stuff going on, but I usually find the time to do something. You know, maybe count the head tilts of the day. I, who knows? So just come by, check it out. We've of course got our seven anime to watch this season, so be sure to go check that out if you haven't already. 
everybody put in their best or tried to put in their best this season. It was a little difficult sometimes. So, well, as they always are. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, it was a little uh, more difficult to get people interested this time. A little, a little sad, but you know. What's the usual coast of ten animes uh, to watch this season? Uh, I shoot for under right. ten these days, ten or under. Uh, but then, then we just fill the honorable mentions out, so yeah, yeah. buffers it up. Uh, Kevin, I need to find something like creative to say every time, just to throw you off. I know, like because but... generally you just don't say anything. You're like, yeah, I'm done. Like, just, you're just over. <laughs> you just basically turn off at this stage. So I'm surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm just going to say here that when I made my username, it was originally Camel Case, <laughs> but I got lazy and every time I sign up, I forgot to Camel Case it, so now it's just continuous. Boom. But uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm Rockman Dash and you can find me on Kinja, YouTube, uh, Twitter, but I never used that. Well, well my, I think I go by my actual name on that, but oh well. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. right. Analyzes me. Um, I'm as always fruity. Drinks. I keep forgetting. I'm sometimes drinks. Sometimes I'm fruity. I'm lazy. And the only place you'll ever find me is on Kinja. I hide everywhere else. So if you want to ever touch to go through me, you gotta find me through Kinja. And uh, I don't do much. I I just I just I'm just I'm basically Miyazaki. I just complain all day. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> okay so in two days you'll see a bunch of fruity pictures with captions that have nothing to do with what he was actually saying no, and then, <laughs> and then, I'll, then I'll retire and then come back out of retirement so there's that as well so yeah that's me uh, that's me as fruity drinks on kinja and uh i think the last thing i did was oh yeah that's the last thing i did yeah so yeah that's uh that's it <laughs> well then you, having you back? well yeah i was just gonna say uh biggest in japan is not here but you can find him at biggest in japan on twitter and he's richard eisenbeiss on kotaku we're sorry he couldn't be here he's well, also depend- really big he's so big that he has a virtual presence <laughs> he's so big he's so big he couldn't fit if he couldn't fit in this call okay <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. So, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like we're telling you where to find him, but all you need to know is that he's really big and he's in Japan, and you've got it. I mean, all you have to do is just, where, depending where you are, either look over the Pacific Ocean at the right angle, you'll see him, or look across Europe and, and parts of most of Asia, you'll see him again. So, just depending, right? And, <laughs> so just, and just a quick aside, just a quick aside with that out of the way, next month, 12 months doing this podcast next month i know right mm. it's been close it's yeah. it's, dun, dun, dun. it's been too long yeah <laughs> it's been too yep, long yep. i'm surprised we're still here has uh, it yes because we did our first episode on april 1st or 2nd or something like that funny something isn't it? like that <laughs> wow time really flies yeah so can't wait for that <laughs> Yeah, that means I have to plan something. Oh God! All right, uh, I'll help. I'll help you plan. I'll help you plan. Just like I'm planning my April Fools for any day. We'll see. Ooh, all right. Ooh, that April Fools is going to be hardcore on any day. You guys might want to avoid that, or or watch. Oh, oh indulge it all. Indulge <laughs> yeah, it all, as I say. Exactly. It's been great having you back here again, Michael. Hey, thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah, it's great to have you again. Again, first reco- reoccurrence. You know. Yeah, you, you I have that distinction. Woo. Man. Who would have thought of all? <laughs> right, so this has been Anite Podcast episode 11. Thanks for listening. As always, you can 
like us on on iTunes. You can subscribe to us. You can rate us as well. Please give us five because that'd be the great. I mean, it's a, it's a scale from five to five. I think on iTunes, so you know, five would be the greater number, best number to pick here. Wait, is this scale from um, five to five? Uh, Ken, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> now, now people are just. Gonna I'm give just like trying to make them rate it five. That. I'm just making them rate it five. We're gonna give you ones because you're saying this. <laughs> what are you doing? Shh. You don't need to know that, right? And uh, what other ways do you want it? And, you know, if you enjoyed the episode, fantastic. And, uh, and then again, please tune in next time. And until then, guys, uh, see you next month. Not next week, because God forbid us trying to do this every week. Oh, God. <laughs> see you next time, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 No, screw you. I've already cut it. I've already cut it. <laughs> <laughs>